0: All right. Good morning, everybody. Sometimes there's this mornings where you just can't get anything to work. That was, that's been this morning so far. This is the lead live. I'm Louis Amestoy. We are going to jump right to it. The lead is brought to you by Pint and Plow Brewing Company of Kerrville, Texas. Our good friends Gilbert and Andrew over to Texas Hill Country Advisors. Their show's on tonight at 6 o'clock here on The Lead. K-Pub, Safe, Reliable, and Yours. And Peterson Health. i got to fill up my survey for Peterson Health. They keep bugging me. Kirk County Abstract and Title Company. Thank you. Also, Shriner University. Kerbal Pets Alive. Eurotex. Hill Deer Mountain Manufacturing and State Farm. Amber Thomason, agents. Give her a call. She can help you out there. Go. Go. Well, good morning, everybody. Uh, I just want to say just hello to all of you out there who are watching this morning. It it's a beautiful Monday. Uh, and just so you know, um, this was the first weekend that I've had to turn the A.C. on. It just got really weirdly warm uh, on, on Saturday. <laughs> uh, and Leslie Jones is here from the Convention Visitors Bureau, part of our our, 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 arrangement, our partnership. partnership yeah with the uh, CVB. How are you, Leslie? I'm good. How are you? Well, I'm doing well. Um, wh- what's going on? Lo- well, what's always going on? things. Always things going on. Always right. things going on. Yes. Uh, um, and I think
1: the biggest things we're getting up is Easter. Easter's coming up hard and fast.
0: It's it, I was looking at the calendar, by the way, for Easter. The Saturday before, there's like 7,000 events going on. I, <laughs> I I'm going to have to. I'm gonna, <laughs> I I know. And I, I don't think I even have half of them. I mean, there are things that are happening in this town that I don't even know about.
1: There's sometimes things that I don't even know about and I just have to hear about them and follow, stalk them all on uh, social media. I
0: know. And then you get a, and that's a, you know what, and that's a rabbit hole too. I mean, it is yes, a deep, it is. dark hole of, of, of <laughs> you nothing. You can find some wild stuff. Yes, absolutely. Um, a couple of news and notes real quick this morning. Uh, the Kerr County uh, Sheriff's Department is investigating a uh, fatal shooting. Left one man dead in Ingram. Uh, There, they have one person in custody already for that, and um, that is uh, that. What a way to start the week with a with a shooting. So, let me just find the note on that real quick, because you know it'd be nice if they would email it to us. But um, I didn't say that, did I? Did I? I didn't say that. Here it is. Uh, This happened actually on. uh, Well, no, I don't know where it's at now. Oh, here it is. Uh, March 3rd, uh, this is uh, last night, uh, April 4th, uh, around noon, I guess this is on the, uh, that happened on yesterday, around noon, the Kirk County Sheriff's Office received a 911 call regarding a shooting in the 200 block of Beaver Road in Ingram. Uh, EMTs arrived at the scene to assist one person who had been shot. The man's name was Dennis Crawford, Uh, 57 Ingram, he was pronounced dead at the scene, by Precinct 4, Justice of the Peace, Bill Ragsdale. They arrested at the scene Brad Way, 52 of Ingram. Mr. Way is currently... um, uh, Wait, let me back up. No security tells here. Way is currently charged with uh, one count of murder. Uh, He's being held in the Kerr County Jail. Uh, No bond has been set. According to the Sheriff's Department... Uh, A verbal altercation began Sunday morning which escalated into a physical altercation. One shot was fired at close range inside the residence, striking the victim. It is believed that alcohol may have been involved and that Way and Crawford were roommates at the residence where the shooting took place. The Texas Rangers have assisted the Sheriff's Department with investigation and with forensic processing of the scene. The investigation is, in this case, remains open and active. And, of course, always the last word is Sheriff Letha saying, all too often disagreements escalate and spin out of control. In this case, either party could have walked away and defused the situation before lethal force was used. This outcome did not need to happen, end quote from Sheriff Letha. So there's that. Also, uh, the uh, Hill Country Youth Ranch and Big Springs uh, Ranch for Children had a huge weekend with their headwaters of the Frio Marathon and look, I'm going to tell you, there was a lot of people, like they chose to go suffer on that trail, Leslie. <laughs> uh, running people are like that, though. They like it. They, they like They to enjoy suffer. it. I used to do it, and I would get about a mile and a half into a 5K. I'm like, why in the hell did I do this? Why did I sign up? Uh, it's just terrible, you know? Did it's just
1: you, but did you finish?
0: You know, I finished, right? One time, did you walk? No. It still well, counts. I, I did walk at one point. I remember one time, though, I was running in St. George, Utah. An old lady passed me. And I thought to myself, that's BS. That's humbling. And I could, like, I could, I could run her down, right? I'm like, I'm not gonna lose this old lady. Uh, <laughs> and, and I'm gonna run her down. And that, that then, then a lady with a stroller passed me, pushing a stroller. And I thought, this is over. My life is over now. <laughs> because if I chase them down, right? And I run them down, I, two things are gonna happen. I'm gonna look, a, look like a jerk. For trying to, you know, sprint past. A hurry comes. He's being beat by the old lady and the yeah, the woman who strolled through an
1: elbow as he went and, by. And the
0: other outcome was is that I was so I was already spent from this thing. I was like, if I even run, it putting in maximum effort in that means maximum vomiting after the race, <laughs> and I didn't want to yeah. do that. Yeah. So I just took. I just sucked it up, you know. And huge, I think that's yeah. a, sh- a sure sign of maturity. I'm a
1: big. It's a huge sign of maturity. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm just in general a big fan of walking. I agree. I get there. I might be a little slower, but, but you, do, you do you do the hot yoga now, though? I do do the hot yoga. I'm not good at it.
0: I heard you complain about I it. I complain the whole time. That's awesome.
1: Um, my goal was to see Catherine Dover's, uh, my very good friend. I take her class, and I sit next to your daughter. Yeah, and I encourage her to complain.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, and my whole goal, as I told Catherine, is I'm going to see how long it takes for her to kick me out of class.
0: All right. <laughs> I used to know a guy who would do hot yoga at, at, at like. He was a columnist, and I'm not sure that he bathed after the hot yoga. Um, and I, and I was just like, no. What
1: time of day? During the day. That's.
0: And this was that's in, not. And nice. this was in Bakersfield, that's not either.
1: Nice office politics. No,
0: it, this was in Bakersfield. Where it was 110 all of the time. <laughs> so, so it's always so
1: hot yoga. <laughs> always hot <laughs> <laughs> yoga.
0: Why do you need to go experience hot yoga and just go outside and have yeah, your face and cooked stretch? Off. Yeah. So there you go. Um, also, over the weekend, uh, I went to the the uh, farm and ranch. Show okay, did you know about this? <gasps> I did not know about the farm, it, it and was though. the farm and ranch expo held by Century 21 The Hills. For oh, reality. fun! Um, yeah, it was Make actually anything good. Well, okay, I don't care about livestock or stuff like that, I right. don't want to have a farm, I don't want to do yard work. All right, but there's people out there, they love it, right? Yes, and so uh, they love it. And by the way, uh, sitting next to uh, to, to the Leslie Jones is Rob Ward, Dr. Rob Ward. Uh, he's right next on camera, too. You yeah, to, might have to come in just a little bit. There, there, you know, he, there, is. there he is. And then Lou King, uh, they're going to talk to us about their show coming up at the Playhouse 2000. But first off, I want to hear from Leslie, though. I want to tell Leslie about my experience over the weekend. Do you guys have farms or ranches? Do you guys, uh, <laughs> you, you, you guys got farms or ranches? I too? got five acres out. That's a farm south of me. town. I that's don't a, know what you call that. Small farm. That's a small, small farm, <laughs> farm, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Mini private farm. You know. Private yeah. farm. <laughs>
3: Lou, do you, gotta, do you have a ranch or a farm? Well, I, I live on 20 acres, so See, I guess it's a ranch. That's,
0: that's a ranch. That's, Lou has that's
1: property.
3: Lou has
0: property. Well, anyway, so this is actually interesting. This was, like the sh- this was like the expo where there was a lawyer that came out from Austin. And I actually found this to be a fascinating conversation. He talked about the fact that uh, what happens if your critter gets out onto the road, right? So if you have a big Brahma bull and it gets out and it hits a car – what, who's, who's, <laughs> who's who's, who's, what's the liability look like? And I, I tell you what, this was like three o'clock in the afternoon, and there was like 50, 60 people in this room at Shriner. And man, they were like locked in. They were like,
1: That's a big deal. They were like raising
0: their hand. They're like, Hey, uh, if, if my llama gets loose and he yeah. spits on somebody, what happens? I mean, was that, yeah. it was that kind of stuff. And the lawyer, though, was talking about fence law and some of the, some of the challenges that these, these, these folks have had. And some of the legislation that actually Andy Murr has put forward. To help ranchers and farmers with things like liability and some of this other stuff, so it was actually—I thought uh, that was very interesting. It was uh, interesting, and I found myself like taking actually notes, um, uh, which I need to figure out how to make that into a story because it is sort of inside baseball. But it was interesting nonetheless, though. Uh,
1: but relative to this area. But yeah, I
0: mean, I was I was out I was out on the the, the highways and byways of of, of Kerr County on Saturday. with coming back from Lakey. And uh, you know, there's buffalo,
1: hmm Well, especially the exotics out this way. Yeah, uh, like oh, all those place. I mean, those animals can probably if you hit one, yeah, that's a lot of damage. Right. Yeah. But they in
0: themselves are expensive. Yeah, absolutely. And who pays for that too? And, right And, and th- that was actually a question like, well if you kill my my cow, my prize cow, uh, don't, shouldn't, shouldn't the car car person be shouldn't they have gotten out of the way and not hit my my prize bull? And the guy was like, mm, good luck. I mean, that was actually a question. And the guy right. was like, yeah, good luck uh, trying to catch, catch that, that one. Yeah, yeah, so uh, that was a good good day. Then I watched, uh, went over and I watched Shriner Baseball for a little bit. Uh, and then Sunday I did nothing.
1: That's the best kind of Sunday.
0: Um, it's, it, I, j- I have this, m- this deal where um, I say to my wife, I'm, I don't want to go anywhere. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't nothing. But we ended up going to the grocery store. Which is like a trigger event for my wife. Like, it's a constant battle. Okay, and so, if it, one day, I, I swear, I, I swear I'm going to have to address this with H-E-B at some point. The bagging of groceries has become a near, a, a, I mean, just every time we go in there, I can, t- my wife tenses up. She's like, I don't to put too much in that bag. Oh, well, they, they're supposed, okay, this
1: is a long time yeah. ago. I yeah. worked at H-E-B in college, Yeah, so this is like 20 years ago. But see, like, that We was got trained in yeah, not a bag. Right, no. Like, there's a process. Right. And I, I guess, maybe they're not, I don't know if they're training like they're used to, I don't I know. Don't,
0: I don't know. And the real problem is the teenage boys.
1: Ah, that does not shock me.
0: Because the, the problem with the teenage boys is that they, they decide, we're going to load them up with. You know, we're going to put every can in this one bag.
1: (laughs) And we're not going to double bag it. uh, Well, so
0: we bring the bags, right? We bring the bags, uh, which is always a mystery to these kids because it doesn't have any HDB brand. We have like exotic stuff, you know, like we actually have bags from like JCPenney and things like that. So we have all these bags, We bring all these bags out. And uh, and these kids are like they don't know what to do with them.
1: Which I know y'all aren't the only ones doing that. Though.
0: I know. I mean, we, we, we play our part. We should probably buy the HEB bag so it doesn't confuse them. But uh,
1: if it helps, though, so, okay, so HEB also does. I have a soda stream. Yeah. And they do the when you turn, when your cylinder, your CO2 cylinder goes out, they yeah. will, re- you exchange, they have an exchange program. Right. Every time I go, the poor cashier never knows how to do it.
0: Never knows. And how. I
1: need to, need to figure, I need to just watch what button they push so then I can show them how to do it because yeah. it never fails.
0: It never fails. Isn't that amazing though? Like you actually learn the process better than their employees. Let me just get out of the way Let me take I, care had of to
1: get, I had to get the bravery up to do it because I didn't actually want to talk to anyone about it. Yeah. I just wanted to go in and exchange and like swipe my card. I don't actually want to have to talk to you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the best kind of customer
0: service. Well, yesterday I can say this is that my, so my wife has two theories. Um, one, the H, the bagging situation is out of control. And, and two is, is that People over the age of about eighty should not be allowed in the grocery store after like eleven a.m. because they they just block every aisle. So, I mean, it's just you guys know this deal. Dude, this is I mean, your wife's thoughts. These are my wife's <laughs> thoughts, right? <laughs> and 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 we got to H E B yesterday, like around I don't know. Right, we went got my car washed, and we went to we got went over and and went to H E B and. And it was just it was the 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 parking lot was packed right, and she's like, I don't know, we might have to go home, because she doesn't like H E B to begin with, you know? Yeah. Like she, she I love. I
1: don't it. like H E B when it's busy. So it's I get uh, it.
0: it's crazy, it's crazy, and you know what's weird about H E B now is that the two stores have different stuff. Yes. Like I don't, I don't, I. I the
1: little H E B doesn't have. Well, it's obviously littler. Yeah. They don't have as they don't have everything that the big H E B does. But then
0: they have things that the, the big H E B doesn't have a lot like of times. Like what? I, oh, just like. What well, like I, I have to go find my help. weird gluten free garbage have uh, they have and stuff. You maybe know. more
1: gluten free people are in Kerbal South.
0: I don't know, I don't Never know. But then there's it. then there's things that they, then that H. I just think that H- the new H. B. is awesome, but that's just me. I'm a huge fan. Huge fan. Uh, what else did you do this weekend? Anything?
1: Um, I worked. I worked a lot. Yeah. I pulled a, a nice little shift here at Plight and Plow. Yeah. So I, uh, what did I you learn? My, uh, I learned what a dry macchiato was, yeah. and then I still don't know how yeah. to make one. Right. <laughs> Uh I have I, you made
0: drip coffee yet?:
1: I have not had to make drip coffee. Okay yet.
0: let me just tell you right now the drip coffee I may, I make drip coffee on Tuesdays. here here. okay and I may, I've done it twice now Okay and I make a mess I, will have I you make a mess like you would not. I'll let
1: Jeremy know that you trained me on that then Oh when
0: you make a mess he'll yes. say, he'll know he'll, he'll say oh Amistoy. Uh, the <laughs> other Amistoy taught you how to make it <laughs> uh, Unbelievable. Um, I watched uh, I watched the murder on the uh, oh, sorry death on the Nile over oh, the weekend. fun. With Kenneth Branagh, the movie is is uh, if you like Gail Gadot, who plays Wonder Woman, uh, she's she's in the movie. She's the one that gets murdered, just to give it away. Because Agatha Christie, the story is like 105 years old. <laughs> right. I mean, you know <laughs> well, what also happens. it's an Agatha Christie's. Yeah, like and so um, the movie's entirely CGI. It's weird. I'm, I'm surprised they weren't animated. That's wild. Know? It is wild. Like all the sets like and that. all the Egyptian stuff. It's like you know, the boat's crazy cool, but you know, like that's not real. Yeah. So. Um, but it was good. It was entertaining. You know, That's I love I love myself to, to to hang out and watch a good movie over the weekend. So there we go. That's it. That's all we got. Um, if you want to go ahead and subscribe to the lead, we'd appreciate it. It's uh, a whopping 54.99 a year. I'm stuck on the thing like or it's like something like 5 bucks a month. 5.99 I a month. I do 5.99 a yeah, month. Yeah. Yeah. And and in fact, if you do 5.99 a month, please please check your credit cards and uh, hit the recurring payment Or make sure your credit card has not expired uh, so we don't lose uh, subscribers. But that's another story altogether. All right. uh, This weekend, uh, we have so many events this weekend. Leslie uh, and I talk about this all the time. I I counted them up. There's 37 events to do this weekend, and that's what I know about. In fact, tomorrow, by the way, I didn't know about this because I don't always partake of the Chamber of Commerce, but they're having a forum. forum tomorrow. They are having a forum. I didn't know about that. Julie probably did. Julie, Julie probably go do all those fun things. Yeah, I'm. I, I'm like, gosh. I'm, I, but I'm also in the cop thing too. I'm doing uh. the. I'm doing the Citizens Academy as well. Oh, how fun! Yes, it is fun.
1: You're gonna drive a little car around?
0: No, they want to tase me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just to drive the car, you have they, to get they're, tased. They're like,
0: hey, can you? <laughs> well, here, here's another story it's for you, right? <laughs> There's so many fun stories about Kerrville now cause of the of uh, the, so like most. I mean, honestly, like. I'm not the youngest person in there. I'm probably one of the younger people in there. And they were like, Well, you're probably one of the youngest people in the class. Why don't we just tage you? And Jack uh That's, Lamb. How, they, that's <laughs> how they vet this? Yeah. Jack Lamb was like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we go try it? We'll just chat and just zip you. You know, I'm like, no, I'm fifty-one years old, man. Right. I go, I have no one I, asked if you had any like heart conditions. Yeah. I go, I don't I have underlying conditions, man. <laughs> Come on, look at me. So <laughs> you said, look at me, look at me, <laughs> look, look, at, look at this. Look, at I, Tony Galuch took a picture of me over the weekend. That was not flattering, by the way. It was terrifying. Oh, uh, oh this weekend coming up, though. Look at this. Here's what we got yeah. going on. OK, real quick pitch for Museum Western Art. Heaven's Declare. Beautiful show is the best show I've seen yet. Stunning. It stunning work. I, and I love that stuff to begin with. But it is so good. Um, and I'm going to do my thing later today on my five things you have to see at this as well. Of course, one of them is going to be Phil Bob Borman, who's supposed to be on the show maybe on Friday. And Phil Bob's awesome. So we'll have we'll talk to him. The, uh, apparently, the uh, folks over at the Salvation Army need people to work. They have like 16 job openings, so they're having a job fair tomorrow. Wow. Um, and then there's just stuff every single day. Oh, the Kerrville Planning and Zoning Commission meeting will be a hoot by the way, if you want to go out and enjoy stuff. Mike Sigerman runs a tight meeting, and he's no-nonsense. Uh, and uh, they're gonna, they have six short-term rental um, discussions or uh, conditional use permits on the, on the docket. That's six new Airbnbs. There's one, there's one group that's already opposed to it. Um, they're also going to talk about building 366 new apartments uh, in that area north of River Hill, uh, that's, it's not going to touch River Hill like Vintage Heights was, mm-hmm. but it's in that same Vintage Heights area, and uh, it'll be, it'll be uh, multifamily housing, 366 units possibly in there, which is actually badly needed, but I'm sure it will be the opposite. It's
1: very needed. Y- but there's I no place to live here. N- no.
0: Do you know, I saw, I saw a house yesterday that four Premier Properties was, 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 was uh, leasing. Uh, 2,000 square foot home built like in 1950, pretty nice inside $2,200 a month. So we're getting up there. We're getting up there. That's, you know, um, okay. Friday, here it is. Uh, we have so much stuff like there's third. I think there's like 19 live music performances. Yes. You throw a rock. You're going to hit live music here. Um, but here's what we're here. And speaking of live music, this will be live music as well. So this kind of counts. This is like an asterisk, but it counts. For such a time is this, uh, this yes. is based on the bis- biblical story of Esther. Uh, it's a love story about the young beauty who captures the heart of a king, despite her place in an enslaved class. And she saves her people. Uh, my wife made the comment that this is a great story. Um, and Rob Ward wrote the play for this, and Lou King is the composer of this. Good, good morning, gentlemen. How are you guys? Hey, good hey, morning. Good morning, Louis. Uh, uh, well, what what's uh. How did this project come about?
2: Well, uh, I, I was the first one I had a concept of it. I've, I've been in acting for ever since I was 16, about 20 years now. So, no, it's a little <laughs> <weird now. laughs> uh, I And uh, ever since I read the story of Esther in the, in the Bible, I've thought this would make a great story. Sort of, if you will, like, like a Disney format where you have the young heroine with a, a little bit of a flaw, but she's still a heroine, and people can identify with her. Especially young girls, that kind of, that they make a perfect story for that. And um, I just always had it in my mind and how it would play out, and wanted it to be sort of a, a, a romance, but a comedy at the same time, mm. a little melodrama. And so uh, I, I sort of just kept it in the back of my mind until uh, one day I, I sing with uh, Lou here in the choir at church in, uh Trinity Baptist Church here in Kerrville, and. I was looking at one of the songs we were singing in one of the productions we were doing. And I said, "How funny! This this guy that wrote this music has the same name as the guy standing next to me, Lou King. That's funny." And uh, the guy next to me needles me and says, "Shh! shh don't! No, you're you're out of line here." And I kept on. I said, "Look, Lou, this guy's got the same name as you. And, you know, he's and he's, so
1: weird. Yeah, and
2: he's, he's yeah, <laughs> so weird. How, what, what a, a coincidence!" Crazy thing. And finally, the guy just tells me, "It is him. You know, <laughs> numbskull." I said, "Okay." So I thought, wow, a real composer. And that was funny because out of, the, out of the, uh, all these songs, this, his was my favorite. I thought, this is really well-written stuff. So Lou and I became friends after that. And uh, we were out with our wives one night. And he said, tell me about the thing that you've thought about with this Esther thing. And I told him. And he goes, uh, after, after I presented the whole thing, I was a little long-winded. Uh, but I wanted him to hear the whole thing. We had some time. And after I finished, he says, when do we start? And uh, I said, you're kidding. He goes, no, let's do it. You might as well try it. And so uh, it took, it's been in, in process for about, I guess the better part of three years now wow. because of COVID's delay. Right. And, and I just had to learn and research about how I've written plays and contributed to musicals, but I've never written a, a full musical. So tried to get myself up to speed on what the components of how to write it properly, and so we did it piece by piece. We you not know, have a big meal; you eat it piece by piece. And uh, as we went along, I'd write. I wrote the lyrics as well, and Lou would go, "I can work with this," and uh, he'd play the music for me. The next week we'd meet weekly, and I. He goes, "Is that good? Do you like that? Is that good enough?" And I said, "It's beautiful," mm. and the music he had written, if this makes sense, sort of got on the same vibe or wavelength of what I wanted to translate through the lyrics. He like, understood it better than me, and then his music drove him to that point. And so, uh, Jeffrey Brown uh, at the Calu, I've been acting here since 1999. And he, I was talking to him about it. He goes, well, I'll take a look at it for you. I'll give you a read. After uh, he, got, uh, he and I got some actors together, we read through it, sang through it. He said, why don't we put this on the stage? I think I think we should put this on stage.
1: I was in a meeting with Jeffrey like last month, mm-hmm. and we were talking about events that were coming up, at, like with at the Hill and Jarrett's Foundation, and there. Mm-hmm. And he was incredibly excited about this. Yeah. So. Yeah. And it's kind of cool to be on this end of it to hear all this too.
2: Yeah. It, you know, it's funny. I've worked, I've worked with him. I've been directed by him at times in plays, and I know him fairly well. And uh, when Lou, Lou and I had the read-through, sing-through uh, last year, almost a year ago exactly. Uh, I, was, I was wondering in my back of my mind, did, did Jeffrey like this or not? Because he's very mm-hmm. dry. His C, yeah, his seat. <laughs> well, Jeffrey is well, very dry. Well, not with that, but his <laughs> CV is very rich. And uh, yes. I thought if he likes it, it probably has something to it. But he holds his cards close to his vest. And um, finally, as some of the songs were being sung as in the read through, sing through, I could see him getting into it. You know, you could tell when a director's yeah. into something. Yeah. And i said i think maybe he likes it yeah and uh, and i guess he did and uh so we've been working on it trying to promote it it's selling pretty good uh, like the dinner sold out for the the uh, friday show this week but the, not all the seats are sold so you can still come see the open it's a world premiere as jeffrey says uh and you can still come see it this this weekend so like you said a lot of good things going on but yeah yeah, yeah we'd, we'd love to see more people uh, come see us yeah but we're we're continuing on for two weekends after this as well, but
0: uh. yeah, I remember uh, uh, you know Jeffrey talked about it glowingly during the the run up to Celtic Angels and talking about the fact that you know this weekend we have you know there was going to be these two events at the Callow, you know your show and then uh, Jive Aces will be performing on on Saturday night mm-hmm. uh, in the main the main theater, but um, the process of putting this thing together, you know. How much time you know did you take and rewrite and write and rewrite and try again? And, and you and Lou going back and forth. What was that like for you guys? Well,
2: you know, it's, that's a very good point because I think all great art is great editing, no mm-hmm. matter what the art form. If you don't mm-hmm. edit it, it's yep. not going to be good. So the editing problem, we've edited it essentially all the way through twice over. Mm-hmm. And I would say it's taken i mean probably hundreds of hours i hate to say that now but uh lou's probably got a little more time in because he has to do all the orchestrations with his music but it's it's been it's been a bit of a labor uh, of time and love so yeah well we took
3: a year and a half to write it right so uh you know it was great we didn't have any deadlines so we'd meet once a week and it just and it just progressed and you know the more we wrote the more we got excited And then we said, gosh, can we get this put on, you know, when we got to that point. And so uh, his contact with uh, Mr. Brown over there really was valuable. And and so these faint positives, you know, kept coming out, you know, and I was was ready for the negatives, but they never did come. And so uh, it's amazing. I think his script is brilliant and just humor and the story's essence is there, but it's couched in this incredible format of a Broadway musical. And um, so we're, we're super excited about it. And, of course, I'm ready to do another one. Yeah. <laughs> there, there you go. <laughs> so, anyway, we'll let, see what – Did know, you yeah.
0: do – have you done some of this before, Lou? Or was this the first time you've done this? Or
3: I, I had a brush back in the 80s uh-huh. when I was a young writer with a church drama director of mine. And she came up with an idea of one on the story of Ruth and Naomi, which is another <laughs> Old Testament story. Yep. And so and I, I think I wrote most of the songs and so, but she didn't hardly write any of the dialogue. We never got it put up, you know, off the ground, mm. and uh, so it just never happened. So maybe that Rob could
1: be the next one. Maybe that's the hint. Yeah. So when this guy, <laughs> 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 I've already been hinted. <laughs> when, this guy,
3: when Rob came along, I said, I said, you know, I thought it had passed me by, really, right. at, at my age and stuff. And so, you know, he comes up with this great idea, and I loved, I've loved the story for years, but his lyrics just painted their way into music. I mean, it's, I don't know, I, cons- I say it, his lyrics are like a skeleton, and I, as a musician, a composer, I just put the flesh around it, mold the clay, you know, around it, and, and then it's, boom, it's a song. Nice. So it's, it's uh,
0: and so you guys met, you
3: guys met, you,
0: you kind of connected at church, at Trinity Baptist, is that right. right? Now, let me ask you this, though, because you guys go to Trinity Baptist, oh, that new facility is going to be gigantic. I mean, talk about performance space, oh my gosh. Yeah, it's
2: it's it's uh, it's quite an expansion. Yeah and uh when's that supposed to be done, do you know when they're uh, I not think too July, much? July the first yeah. part of yeah. July. It's incredible. It's yeah. an
0: incredible, incredible uh, process. What is the what is the I mean you know, think about musicals, you know, they're so timeless. But what what is the power of a musical? Well,
2: for me, I mean it's um I think I think drama, including musicals, has a way to speak to people without being preachy or condescending. You mm-hmm. present material to people, and they can uh, learn from it. I certainly have at yeah. times, you know. And uh, one, like for instance, one of the themes of this uh, is quite accidental, uh, but when I wrote it was that you uh, being a stranger in a foreign land and people not accepting you and how, how if everybody, would there's one song that says, if everybody was like me, the world would be fine. Mm-hmm. And so that's a, that's a big theme right now. Right, But it's, it can present that material in a way for people to think about it without being talked down to or preached to a little bit. For your consideration, I've always considered uh, the performing arts a great vehicle for presenting things to people and, uh, and cha- you know, changing
0: the
3: way people might think in a positive way.
0: I what do you, what do you think, Lou? What is, what is the power of a musical?
3: It's, it's all of those elements, mm-hmm. Louis. I call it the great triumvirate. Is singing is, is one, and number two is drama. Drama and singing mm-hmm. is so powerful. And then you put instruments, like we're going to have a nine-piece pit orchestra playing. And so I've, I, I've learned how to orchestrate over the years as well as write choral music. That's where I cut my chops on. Um, and so you put all of those three together, and of course, lighting, costumes... You know, and the emotion mm-hmm. of it—it's so emotional. <laughs> I think, for me, I mean, music makes me emotional, and I c- identify with these songs, and um, so it's—it's—it's it's, it's a total experience. I mean, sensory—I don't know—is that a good word? Mm-hmm. Right? You know, it, and uh, plus, usually there's a a problem or some kind of a you know, situation that's got to be solved in the musical too, and that that pulls in the the audience, and they they. They like this character and they want to see this problem resolved or their desire that they have and uh, so and I don't know though it's it, <laughs> it's a formula Rob right. said but it's still you know if he you know the, the key for us is going to be how the audience reacts right right and on and uh, their response at different places and what they come away with so but it's it's a fabulous it's it's the ultimate experience. Unlike at our church, we're doing an Easter musical. Mm-hmm. Oh, right! You know, with costumes and lighting and powerful drama. Another thing
0: to add to the list of things yes, to do. Yes, thank you. We'll yes. make sure to get it, that. Yeah, all right. Yeah, right. It
3: so happens it's the same weekend. But the way the services are, my wife and I can sing in the Saturday and yeah. Sunday performances. While you know the. I want to be at the musical that's right. happening too. So,
2: so after you see our our musical on Friday, you can go over to Trinity Baptist on Saturday and enjoy CNC, that. See their little show. It's so that amazing. Big show.
3: What was this?
0: What, the, the, Trinity did one, I think, before the pandemic, where you would go in and. There was different rooms of of, of thing. And what was that? A, I'm trying to remember which what, what that what oh, that yeah. was for. Was that a Christmas one? That's like
2: I mean like night, at, night in old Bethlehem. Yeah, where you that, different. Yeah. yeah, that was what it was. And then right. we had to change to a drive-through for that.
0: Right. I mean, yeah. Exactly. Right. Um, the, I, I always you always hear kind of like the the death of musicals. Like oh, Broadway musicals are done, and then you know Lion King comes out, and oh, Broadway musicals are done, and then Hamilton comes out. Um, they're not done, are they? I mean, they're just... Absolutely not. They yeah. just keep coming, and people love them.
2: They're, they're morphing into different things, like Hamilton certainly is a different breed of musical right? Yeah. But in fact, we did a little twist on ours. We use different... Instead of using one format of music throughout the musical, we intentionally varied it. We use all different kinds of oh, formats. Really? Oh, yeah. You'll hear a like, jazz like number, like then a the classic Broadway number, okay. then a, a ballad, you know, something. A so.
3: bluesy rock number, and... A ragtime number, ragtime. nice. A march piano. Oh. You got that
2: little piano box thing, the oh, yeah. the Schroeder <laughs> piano from peanuts. He's even got one of those things. In there. <laughs> so it's uh, it's you can experience all different types of music, but it all works with the same theme.
0: Right. Oh. And, and how has the rehearsal process gone? And getting everybody involved. And I mean, there's a lot of talent in this community too. What, what's that oh, been like?
2: Please, yeah. There's this place is loaded with talent. We've sort of sat in on a couple of rehearsals. Uh, Jeffrey did tell me, you know, uh, you did write, it's different this time, Rob, because you wrote it, and yep. uh, but I'm directing it, you're not in this really. Yeah, right. Uh, He's very in his dry, polite way, uh-huh. and uh, uh-huh. I said, no, I'm, I'm okay. Oh, sorry about that. No oh, you're I right. Um, and uh, he said, you can come to some of the rehearsals as a passive person, which we have, and, we're just blown away. It's interesting when you write something to see what an experienced director's twist on it might well, be or an experienced it. actress's twist on it might be. And you go, wow, that's really good what they did. I yeah. didn't
3: realize they were going to do that. So.
0: And is there an orchestra involved too? Or is there- to uh, yeah.
3: Uh, we're going to have you know, uh, nine pieces, brass and, and uh, keyboards and the rhythm section. Right. And uh, you won't believe how much music. I mean, it can sound orchestral, and I've had a blast orchestrating yeah. these, these numbers. And um, so with all of that combination, it's it's just going to be phenomenal. So I think people are going to love the drama. with It's great story and the, the characters and um, humor. I love humor. And, and Rob has woven that throughout a yeah. fabulous way. And uh, then I hope hopefully some great songs in there to – Uh, that'll capture it too
0: when you when you when you write put something humorous in involving the bible do you feel like you have to be careful or how do you how do you kind of manage that
3: of
2: course well you want to be true to the story but you also make it clear that you're you're dramatizing right you're you're not this isn't a a documentary on esther this is a interpretation a loose interpretation but we don't violate the bible we don't make up stuff that didn't it's not there right and, and violate the meaning of the story we stay true to the story we have some uh, parts lifted straight out of the bible like scripture texts right like that. but um like for instance we're talking about esther i've i uh, there was a little bit of objection to this at first when people found out i just made her into like a disney princess if you will and she <laughs> has a fatal flaw like she's a little add-ish and um <laughs> But, but see, that works to her advantage because the bad guy thinks he can get over on her because she's she's sort of absent-minded. Home, yeah, yeah, but doesn't mean she's not smart and capable. She is. Yeah. And so she uh, he sort of snidely whiplashed with two henchmen in the, in the way I wrote it, and so she she uh, stays true to the Bible story that she saves her people, uh, along with her uncle, through uh, her interaction with the king, and uh, so we stay true to the story. But we. We we give it a little bit of dramatic flair, and it, it's entertainment, and it is a love story.
3: Right. I'll say um, it's adapted from the story of Esther. You know, this is not an Esther musical, per se, telling that story, but we've adapted it for the, the Broadway musical format, so it's very entertaining.
2: We we're in a part of a group, too, a musical writers group that uh, Lou uh, connected with, and we're in that. And it's probably, I guess, about 100 writers from around the country or something. And yeah. we, we present ideas to each other, new writers. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, they're based out of Broadway with, you know, actual Tony Award-winning producers, which is weird when you're talking to them on a, on a screen like this. And they've looked at some of this and said, after you produce it here, we'd like to take a look at it. Mm, so okay. uh, we think we got a, a quality product. We think yeah. that, you know, I'm not saying we're all going to be... On Broadway next year, that not like that. But we believe because of that, this is a good product, and people will enjoy seeing it.
0: Yeah, I'd be curious to see what the feedback's going to be like, you know, from the course, audience. Yeah. And and uh, I mean, you got a, some samples of it, but it's in capable hands too, as well. I mean, you know, with with uh, Jeffrey Brown Absolutely. leading, it, yeah, mm-hmm. um, fantastic. The orchestra. Does that mean that we're gonna, is George Eichner involved with this in any way? Uh, the the great trumpet player. For once, no, no, uh, wow, no, no. And he's always involved in music. I like know. The music talent in this town too is incredible, isn't it, Lou? I mean, you, there's so many great pos- musicians it, in it this community. It is. This
3: this town is amazing, yeah. really, with all the arts and music and, and things like that. So,
0: it really is incredible. And
3: you know, our theater is is a Broadway-sized theater. Yeah. Broadway theaters are 500 seats and up. This has 800. It's. It's a gorgeous facility. It is. Now,
0: so are you, are you guys in the theater, the main theater on Friday? Or how is that working exactly? So,
3: it, Yeah, we'll
2: be in the main theater on Friday this week. Yeah. And uh, there's a matinee. We're, we're in the big stage all, all, for all the oh, shows. Oh, okay. All right. All right. All right. We have seven shows. And then uh, two this weekend, two the next weekend, and three the next weekend. Okay. Um, and you just go to the – if you want to – See the exact times and dates and all that. You go to playhouse2000.com, right? And uh, but we're on the big stage,
0: yeah. The big stage. That'll be great. So, uh, so Saturday you, you have an early show, and then the Aces come on, and that's gonna be a great a great weekend. For actually, the- actually not. This oh. is
2: gonna be. Hello, Nick Boland. Yeah. He's sure. gonna really work his, his his self to death this weekend. They've got to put the stage on for Esther, mm-hmm. remove it, put the stage on for Jive, Jive Aces the next night, yeah. wow. remove it, and put Esther back in. Oh, that's right. He's okay, earning okay. His okay. Money. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, he's gonna earn his money. Yeah, he should pay you more, Nick. That's right.
0: <laughs> it won't be. It won't be an easy setup like, uh, like the Celtic Angels were. They just kind of rolled stuff in and rolled it out of there. So. Which, by the way, was an awesome. Uh, it was it was awesome to see the Calo Theater completely jammed up. Yes, so I heard it was an amazing show. It really was. It really was quite quite lovely. Uh, yeah, it was it was. I have another whole story about that too, but I okay. won't share it with you, share it with you right <laughs> at this point. So let's just say that intermission. Um, if you if you go to use the restroom of the Calo and it's completely sold out, is a little bit of a challenge. Because there is a lot of old men that gotta go, and it's it's crazy. So, <laughs> um, and and it's like Disneyland. It's like Disneyland where you have lines for the restroom. Yes. So it's uh, it's it's a true story. I, I shouldn't fixate on this, but they didn't put it. They didn't put it anyway. Never mind. <laughs> just a note. That's just, just a, a note. note
1: for Kello. For <laughs>
0: those of us who have been spoiled by Buckys, this was not that experience. <laughs> so. Anyway, um, what's your favorite musical, Lou? Do you have Gosh. a favorite one?
3: um i guess my go-to is phantom oh okay all right i got to see it on broadway a couple of years ago uh who was playing the phantom
0: uh you know i don't know you don't remember huh Mm -hmm. yeah okay uh yeah he's got a mask on right you don't know who he is what what about what about what about you rob what's your favorite one
2: Mm, that's a tough one uh probably uh the fantastics about about eight or nine years ago I think Fredericksburg Community Theater did the fantastic with the composer in residence mm-hmm. Harvey Schmidt he's passed away since then but he actually is from this area and Jeffrey and I got to do that uh, oh, musical nice. and it, ever since it's been I guess my favorite because it was just uh, you know as they say a magical evening it was really pretty, pretty cool but it's a it's a musical that I liked before and liked it even more after that. So yeah. I'd say the Fantastic.
0: Uh, what about you, what about you uh, Leslie? I
1: have a tie. Yeah. I was raised on Greece. Yeah. So Greece, because I, I grew up watching. And my family wasn't like a musical family. Yeah. So it was something I kind of like snuck around and found out on my own. Mm. And then Mamma Mia. Mamma my Mia favorite. Mamma Mia. My favorite. Oh, right. And I love ABBA.
0: Uh, ABBA is uh, is always fun too. My first experience in musical theater was at operetta. Okay. Yeah, I got to see uh, Pirates of Penzance when I was like in the sixth grade. And we went uh we went uh, my dad took us to it and and all I really cared about was that Pam Dauber, who was the was Mindy on Work and Mindy, was the lead. And she was not performing that day. And so we had Barry Bostwick and some understudy and we're like Dad, you lied to us. Yeah. Mindy's not on the show, <laughs> jerk. I and mean, why did you drag us all the way down to the Amison Theater for this? You know, I I, I've, I don't really remember it that well, but um, uh, I have to say that I'm kind of a My Fair Lady. Are oh, you? Yeah. yeah, that's I one. do like My Fair Lady. Yeah. Maybe they could reboot Grease, uh, like with age-appropriate actors. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Could they, yeah. could they do that? It more? wasn't
1: very age appropriate to be watching at the age no, I was watching. No.
0: It's totally inappropriate. <laughs> it is
1: very inappropriate.
0: So, I mean, talk about banned things. They, they should, they, if they're going to ban all these books in the schools, they should probably ban Greece. I mean, it's horrible. And it's got some issues.
1: It's It doesn't hold up.
0: <laughs> no, no. Stalker Channing. It's still
1: a fun, it's a fun musical.
0: I mean, Stalker Channing was like 55 years old when she was playing Oh, my that God. Role. All yeah. of them are I way know, too old to I be know, playing teenagers. Yeah. Uh, it's it's interesting though, like how this is this you know, we're talking about the timelessness of musics of musicals. Um, I read a wonderful story, by the way. Uh, Ron Howard has this wonderful book called The Boys, and he talks about being on The Music Man, the movie, and what a miserable experience <laughs> it was. Be- not because of Robert Preston or anybody else who was on the show. Uh, it was just the fact that that the way they shot it was it, it was horribly hot the entire time they had huge amounts of makeup on oh. and that the in the in the in the pivotal scene you know Robert Preston he's got he like pounds and pounds of makeup on because the lighting was so extreme but that you know he sang all that stuff live and he's, it was amazing so um, uh, and it was like, like what a cool story to have you know if you, you remember that as a little kid being around an actor like Robert Preston to hear him sing in person and hear that, that, that performance. So what a fun, what a fun story. Uh, so what's next then? What do you think, Rob? You're going to live on this for a little bit or do you have an, what's, what, what are you, what are you going to get Lou into trouble with next?
2: You know, I, we've talked about different things, but the honest answer is I, I'm not sure yet. Yeah. I mean, we want to see this through to production and then it'll take a little extra effort afterward if we want to make it go forward a little bit. But, um, we've talked about doing different, different projects, but, uh, I haven't settled on one yet. So, yeah. uh,
0: what brought you, okay. Now you're a psychiatrist, right? I am. Uh, what brought you to Kerrville?
2: It was an interesting story. I, w- I worked for the state as a psychiatrist when, uh, I was at early uh, medical practice and I had, I can't remember the exact need to do this, but I needed to bring something from San Antonio over to the Kerrville state hospital. Uh, some paperwork or something that somebody needed. And I said, I'll take it over there. I drove across this I-16 bridge. I remember it, the moment. Yeah. And I said, oh, I'm going to live here. Yeah. Uh, this is a nice place.
0: You need to tear that bridge down, isn't it? That thing is a selling point. That's how I, the same thought I had when I came here the first it's time. It's gorgeous. Yeah. You see the
2: park down yeah. there and everything. So, uh, and honestly, like two months later, there was an opening. And I said, that's it. I'm applying. You're applying, and, yeah. Uh, they said, yeah, we'll put your name in the hopper and all that. And I said, no, no, no. I drove up here. I said, I want them to know I really want this job. Yeah. And they said, well, you know, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, obviously you do. Let's let's talk. So then the next thing I knew, I was hired. Wow. I've been
0: here ever since. Been here ever since. Lou, what brought you to Kerrville? Um,
3: my in-laws were here. My wife and I were RVing. And um, I'm a Houston boy, born uh-huh. and grew up there. So i served churches as a music minister in about four states oh so, wow so we came back here and and so the turns out the music minister at trinity baptist is larry danks uh-huh. and he and i were ministers of music in arkansas 30 years ago oh, wow. so he's a good friend of mine so i was thrilled to find out he was there because i you know i'm a working church musician too so anyway it's been a great great opportunity to be together with him and involved in the church so anyway we started 2015 we didn't go anywhere we had a motor home so we started putting down roots and getting active in the community and in the church and stuff and so anyway here we are
0: so what is it what is uh, here's a question for you completely off topic as we usually do in the show but rving as a way of life is good for how many years how many how many years before you say you
3: know what enough of this i need a house as many years as i guess you're physically able to do it Yeah. Or, and, uh, keep your rig running or whatever i mean there's different ways you can sell your house and and just roam around and, yeah and then some people half of the people keep their apartment or their home and stuff and come back to it so yeah do it seasonally so i mean it's highly customizable and uh it's so much fun meeting all these people and seeing all this gorgeous geography right in this country, yeah so.
0: see if i was more talented that's what i would should have done with facebook I'm thinking taking of our the show on the road? Yeah, taking the show on the road. Taking the lead on the show. I'm, uh, we're going to do it live from a different location every day and just see who shows up. But I'm not that talented or that motivated at that point. <laughs> I'd rather just stay here, at Pine and plow, well, and have and coffee. Well, and like
1: <laughs> RVing takes, like, you have to kind of, it's nice to know what you're doing when you get into it. Yeah. I lived in an RV for 10 years out of college. Did you really? Yes. And I learned a lot of things. I learned a lot of, like, what not to do. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I know. Yeah. Uh, that that there, There's probably a lot of that. What kind of RV was it?
1: Uh, it was, uh, I think it was like a 98, it was a bumper pool. So it was basically you take a single white and you just shrink it. So it was like a long hallway. Yeah, okay. And it had one slide. Uh, and I lived out in the county on this lady that lives uh, has a piece of property out on Upper Turtle Creek. So had a beautiful view, uh, but if it ever rained, I was stuck, in t- I stuck <laughs> if the water crossings were up. Uh, but... Um, I learned how to survive uh, when your pipe's free. Yeah, it's a it's like camping all the time sometimes. Yeah, but you learn a lot. I
0: lived in an RV for about six weeks uh, in 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 Bakersfield when I took the job up there, and it was awful. Let me say this: <laughs> um, I lived next to a truck stop and next to the baby carrot factory, which. Uh, <laughs> I'm not. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I believe you. I'm telling you the truth. <laughs> and there's if you want to. Uh, I've said it before on the show. If you want to actually, I've exp- got
1: more questions. Why there's a baby carrot. Back there's a baby next carrot a truck stop, but yeah. that's that's well, not for you to answer. Well, see,
0: you know, here's the deal, right? You, you you unload your baby carrots, and then you go to the truck stop, and then okay. what happens is then, then they wash the baby carrots, and they, they they trim them down. Yeah. Right. And make them baby. Making baby carrots, and then they take the waste, right, and they dump it in the landfill. And you know how, like, mud will smell really bad? Mm-hmm. Just imagine, you know, seven or 800 metric kids. tons of that. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. It's just disgusting. And I would
1: see. W- I get why you hated it. And
0: then you'd also have the train. <laughs> location, 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 location. The train was nearby, too. <laughs> and the train would power up to go up the up the grade, up to, to Hatchipi.
1: You must have had a great lot right now. Oh, though.
0: my God. <laughs> and then it got really... And then one time it got really cold, and I'd accidentally had um, turned on the... Uh, the heater while I was gone, didn't realize I had I'd, I'd hit a button as I was one way a, way out, and so the heater ran all day, and I didn't realize that I didn't have enough propane, and so during the middle of the night, thing went off, and I was and freezing, and mm-hmm. uh, and that was that. So yep. it, it was it was really and so An I experience. was like experience yeah, and then right. I never feel like I was level, you know, uh-huh. yeah. And so. your doors never closed. Doors you know, never closed. <laughs> it was just never never ending. Uh-huh. So, but I do admire the people though. I get the itch once in a while, like, oh, I'm going to get an RV. I'm going to get an RV. And then I just remember, like, oh, well, there's a sewage issue, and there's... There there's
1: are
0: a lot of re- moving parts. There's a lot of moving parts in that as well. Hey, the,
3: the key, Lewis, is to get you an RV inspection. Yeah. It's just like home inspection for RVs. Yeah, I, I did that for about four years. Did you really? I was trained. To, how to, to
0: make, it, make it more livable then, I would say, too. Yeah.
3: Hey, well, you, you get the truth about the RV, that right. especially the used ones, so people... Know what's going in, yeah. what the situation is, and how much it might cost to fix, and it, what so. to
0: anticipate.
3: All right. Yeah.
0: I can so. never tell which one is the uh, which is the right way to go. Is it the is it the is it is it a trailer or should you get a, like a motorhome? That's the question of the day.
3: That's 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 the big one. You I know, feel like that's
0: a
1: question for Lou.
3: Lou, yeah. what do you think? Yeah, well, sp- some people say that motorhomes are for traveling in and trailers are for living in. Yeah. So you know, if you're on the go more, then a motorhome might make more sense. Because it's
0: kind of a push, right? I mean, it's like you, you have to get a big truck in order mm-hmm. to drag those things, and then you got to get. Or if you're if you're gonna have a motorhome, you're gonna have to have a car. You're gonna have to pull around. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a push when it comes to that as well. Rob, are you into this uh, this, this this deal? Or are you just like are you like a are you like a hotel vacationer?
2: Yeah, that's yeah. No, I'm I'm more the solid footing type guy. There's a reason people invented houses and things like that. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired of moving. You know, right? So it's, yeah, I'm, I'm with their group, So Yeah.
0: Yeah, I was told if I move ever again, my wife is like, you know what? You better find some place glamorous for us to move to. But I love Kerrville, though. And like I said, it's the first place that hasn't smelled bad. It's really amazing. That is a selling point. Isn't <laughs> it? It is a total selling point. Yeah, no baby carrots. Right? No baby <laughs> carrots, no cattle, no dairy. You know, it's just like this is the thing I always love about Kerrville. Like, we're rural and ag. I'm like, no, you're not. No, you're not. I'm sorry. You're not. I go, you don't know what ag smells like, you know, in the, in the reality of it. It's is. a
1: very specific type of rural and ag, and there are yeah. more rural and ag. Yeah. I grew up in Uvalde, which is very ag. Very, very ag, ag, yeah. Yes. There's, a like, big farming. farms, yeah. Yes. Right. Where, it, like, you'll have whole summers where all it smells like is cabbage. Yeah. <laughs> so I get it.
0: Yeah. Well, like, when you drive through parts of, like, um, uh, California that, like, like yeah, Watsonville. Cow country. Well, cow country and, and Watsonville, uh, which is not Watsonville, but uh, uh, Gilroy, which is the garlic capital of the world or the, the United States. I mean, legitimately, you can smell the garlic when you walk, roll into the town. It's absolutely incredible. It's overpowering. I times. can imagine. So yeah. um, it, there is truth to that as well. All right. Uh, the show is when? Friday night uh, on the big th- on the big stage. World premiere. World premiere. We're excited. Right right here in Kerrville.
2: Yeah, you could say you were there.
0: Yes. Uh, Yeah, and then. are we gonna? Uh, it'd be interesting to see, like Leslie, like how many people from out of town might come to this show.
1: Yeah, I'm excited to find out. Jeffrey's really good. We work closely with him, but and he gives us an idea of what kind of uh, visitation he gets. Yeah, so do we're excited. They to they take, about a that. they take little?
0: Do they take a little surveys? Uh,
1: uh, they have done surveys before, and I think also on their ticketing platform. Whenever you buy online, we can we track addresses. Yeah. So they have an idea that way. Which we also sell tickets in our office. We have the access to their ticketing okay. agent. Right. Right. So you can also, right. if you can't get to the box office at Kello, you can come get in from us at the CVB. And, oh.
2: and, and the online uh, thing has, you can go ahead and see your yes. seats, yes. see which ones you want, pick the ones you want. When they you have buy a great them, really nice. back
1: in where you can see yeah. everything. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh,
0: several comments in the theater. Uh, Carrie Davis saying she's got her ticket. Uh, Jeff Telerico coming in saying uh, you need to do Little, little Abner. Hmm, interesting. Uh, I'm not going to say what Tony Tony Fontaine Jenner said. Um, uh, let me see here. Uh, Amy Goodyear uh, defending the Calo's honor, saying we don't have more restrooms. We didn't design the building. Uh, uh, Amy putting a link into the uh, into the, uh, the show thing uh, as well, and uh, so you can you can just follow the link and you can buy the tickets there. Um let me see here. A couple other comments here as well. Um Jeff Talarico said, ask ask Rob about being a guard and monkey master <laughs> for the mighty Oz.
2: We, we were in the Wizard of Oz together. Why is that hidden? Yeah. I mean, that I mean, was the it was the most humiliating role I was ever cast in was as the head <laughs> monkey. <laughs> uh. Jeff had one of the leads. Uh, he was a the lion, I think, as I recall. And you were the monkey master. That was the monkey man, yeah, the head monkey. It's like Lord of the Flies or yeah. something. It's no good.
0: My wife uh, to this day will not watch uh, uh, the Wizard of Oz because of the monkeys. I mean, they're the more terrifying, than those flying monkeys, you that's know? That's fair. You know? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, I still have nightmares. I bet you do. <laughs> <laughs> uh that's awesome um uh, let me see if there's any other comments here uh, oh amber thompson coming in saying to to our earlier conversation that um that's why you need a good farm and ranch policy we cover it all
1: ah good plug for amber thompson <laughs> state farm
0: call her today for the ride lady rate. yes she is uh, good morning to uh well jeff Telrico says he loves you so, love them back. Uh well, good morning Karen Guerrero. Uh good morning to Carrie, good morning to Jeff, good morning to Tawny, Uh good morning to Brent Hughes. Uh who will be I guess speaking tomorrow at the uh Come the on. the candidates forum that I didn't know anything about. So, hmm, very suspicious. Like I said though before, if you have nothing to do this weekend, um then, you're then somebody, you're not trying hard enough. You're not trying hard enough. Cause <laughs> There, there are 37 things to do, including this show, for such a time as this. Uh, this starts on Friday. But, I mean, also we have – this. Th- look, listen to this lineup on Friday. Aaron LaComa Cafe at the Ridge. Uh, Matt Daniel at Southern Sky Music Cafe. Live music by Clint Alfred and Owen Tyner at the Trailhead. Uh, live music by Modal Mojo and Jennifer Despain at Louise Hayes Park. Uh, that's the first Concerts concert in the park the series. yeah. yeah. Uh, live music by Charlie Bravo at uh, Pier Twenty Seven. Camarada San Antonio playing at four o'clock on Friday over at the uh, First Presbyterian Church. Live music by MK Jazz at Joanne Marie and Me a Wine Bistro. And then Montopolis, uh, the Living Coast, uh, Arcadia Live at eight o'clock. So, uh, boy, what a what! I mean, th- if you if you if you say you're bored in Kerrville, there's something wrong with you, right, Leslie?
1: Yeah, I'm going to start issuing tickets. I don't know how yeah. you're going to pay them. I'm going to figure something out.
2: Yeah, if yeah. I could, let me reemphasize. Yeah. If you're busy with something else this weekend, there's so much going on. We'll run for two more weekends. Yes. Just look on the website. There's uh, plenty of uh, shows. Yeah.
0: It, it's a really great, it's a really, there's so many good things going on, and we just got to get to them all and, and hope you guys have a... It's a great time of year here. It's a great time of year. It is. Through. It's, it's really getting really
1: pretty outside. outside.
0: Yeah. It will be 95 degrees tomorrow, though.
1: We don't Ooh. have to talk about but
0: that. But you know what, though? It's right. Uh, tomorrow will be 95, but it will be... Cooling down.
1: Yes, because there's a little cool front coming yeah. through. some ra- ho- yeah. I hope it rains soon. No rain in um, the forecast. God.
0: <laughs> Fortunately, we didn't have anything on fire this last no, weekend.
1: No, but it would be nice for these uh, for the, the flowers to come up.
0: It would be very nice. That'd be great.
1: Um, I did see, I don't know if anybody's interested in a blue bonnet report. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but I had to go up to Grapevine last week, so I went uh, 16 all the way up, and then I came back 281. So, if you want an official... Bloom on a report. As you get past uh, Fredericksburg and around Willow City, there are little patches. They are short and stubby, which they are predicted because we haven't had enough rain. Yeah. But as you get closer to Lano, the patches do get bigger, and they do get a little bit more prolific. And then coming around Burnett and Marble Falls, there are some patches there as well.
0: Uh, no, they're not like the ones that. Uh, it's are th- not
1: field. I didn't see fields and fields. I didn't see fields. So okay. you would have to do some strategic. <laughs> posing because most to of make the time sure it looks that way <laughs> most of the time oh, it's shot, like shot. text
0: text dot like 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 shoots out like the mm-hmm. the seeds out of the side of the truck yeah. right and not yes. on the freeway
1: but we haven't it's been a not, a, not the place it, it i think there's a lady that kind of literally travels all over and I kind of follow her report mm-hmm. uh a lot of places didn't get enough rain and uh it's it was not when they needed it so yeah. it's kind of like a hit or miss year for us
0: I remember one year um, we had the uh, poppy explosion in, in California, in Central California. It was just un- unbelievable. And this is the problem: like people don't realize like why people are leaving California. And This is one reason why, because you go out and see these amazing fields of poppies, and then they're just trampled because thousands of people show up to take pictures and selfies and garbage like that. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm all for making things more Instagrammable, but it, but then there's like a, a price you pay yes. for that as well, and so. So, um, hopefully we'll get to see some of those as well.
1: I know. I think Carrie Wilt took a walk on the river trail and mm. found a couple coming out through the rocks. Oh, really? Um, one apart part of the trail, uh, the river trail. But I learned from Becky at Riverside Nature Center, blue bonnets love like the worst, like anywhere you wouldn't grow a flower, that's where blue bonnets yeah. do the best.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I took a picture, by the way, on Saturday at the uh, Big Springs Ranch in Lakey, uh, that of a cactus coming out of an oak tree.
1: Isn't that wild? It's crazy. Oh, so cool,
0: yeah, it was like just sticking out of Cactus those oak Cactus
1: Are like some hardy plants. Yeah, they are. The prickly pear.
0: Yeah, I mean it was, and 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 that's a beautiful, by the way. That is that 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 that's my first time I've been out there, and it is just stunning to see. I mean, you guys, I mean the the, the river, the Frio River, just gorgeous. So Frio is stunning. That's what I love about this part. I mean, like the landscape out there, it's just. This is why you got to go see the Museum of Western Arts. You know, yeah. you know, uh, heavens declare. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's so great. So there you go. All right, everybody. Thanks a lot for joining us here. Leslie, uh, tomorrow. Till next time. Yeah, tomorrow. Yes. Now, you're It'll either be me or Julie. Uh, one of you. Well, yes. tomorrow we're, we're talking. This. Uh, we We have a huge show. We have huge shows all week. Uh, tomorrow, uh, if I had my notes up, I'd know what I've been doing here. Tomorrow we're having people on. We're having uh, the Napa folks coming on. They're coming yeah. on. Yeah. They
1: got an event to talk about. Yeah, they got an event to a talk big, about. A big old thing.
0: Uh, actually, if I actually follow the right link, I would I would get to it. Uh tomorrow uh Becky babble will be talking about her wedding. Um now that sounds kind of ostentatious and pretentious and everything like that, but here's the reason why she's talking about her wedding. It's a fundraiser for Kerbal Pets Alive.
1: How cool. So all of
0: the gifts that she gets, she's like, I don't want a toaster, I don't want all that stuff because you know what? She wants donations. She wants donations for Kerbal Pets Alive. That's amazing. So and then Kerbal Napa Auto Parts store owner Sidney Colbath will be here to discuss National Care Car National Car Care Month. I didn't know that's such a thing, but it's a thing apparently. And, and Napa's really good, by the way. Dalton Dover yes. over there, uh, Catherine's hus- husband, He's he can change your uh, windshield wipers like that. <laughs> he sure I mean, can. He's amazing. Uh,
1: there's many a time I've had Dalton change my battery. <laughs>
0: yeah, so Dalton's great. <laughs> In fact, great. I've,
1: every time I have car problems, I call Dalton before I call him. <laughs>
0: exactly, and he knows what he's doing. They're very, very uh, well-versed over there. I wouldn't go anywhere else other than that Napa store here. Um, but they're working on a, a Kerbal Pencil Live fundraiser, so we'll talk about that tomorrow as well. And speaking of that, i got to get my car oil changed, so there we go. Uh, Wednesday, it's wonderful Wednesday with Gold Cup Live, Gold Cup Pond, Fitch Estate Sales owner Rachel Fitch, and you never know where that conversation will head. It'll always be crazy. District Attorney Lucy Wilkie will be here on Thursday along with uh, Brett Ives, who is the Executive Director of the Hill Country Crisis Council, Kelly Early, who's the President of the Kerr County Child Services Board, and Stephanie Cantu program director at Kids Advocacy Place. This is uh, Child Abuse Awareness Month. Something that we all need to pay close attention to. And then Friday, uh, Daryl Beecham will be here to uh, discuss the uh, the Museum of Western Art's latest show. And uh, we'll also have Jenna Mobes on who will talk about Hill Country Cravings, which she continuously posts that obnoxious stuff on Instagram. Dang it, it makes me hungry every time. She had a donut uh, 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 what, what, do you, what do you call the charcuterie charcuterie board? <laughs> Is that you it? Charcuterie. Charcuterie board. She had a donut charcuterie board <laughs> the other day. So I mean, it was like a had, true artist. She had donuts like stacked up like on a thing. Like you know how they had those those.
1: That woman is a purveyor of food porn. I know and it's I ridiculous. Love every, every bit of it. It was like
0: a it was like one of those Brazilian steakhouses. Uh-huh, you know? they, but it, donuts. But donuts, right? <laughs> it was crazy. So. Alright, thanks everybody for joining us here on a Monday. Have a great rest of your day. Stay cool, stay calm, stay stay well. Uh Leslie, we'll see you'll we'll see you I'll we'll, see you next we'll time. See you next time. We'll talk to take it easy. Thanks a lot, everybody. We'll see you guys tomorrow. This is no busy tones,
2: just what it takes. Just
3: make believe no one belongs to anything. I see the last